War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, guys. Channel Massive. That's right, of Channel Massive. As was foretold in the prophecies <laughs> before Atlantis As drank. the first snow <laughs> fell across Denver, <laughs> winter began. Yes, it is a very cold evening. We thank you for downloading this episode of Channel Massive. We are Mark, Noah, Jason, and we are here to Roxer your box oars. It's true. I guess. No, not Gen- so much. Jim Jim uh, <laughs> would probably have a problem with that, but really? <laughs> yeah, he's more into hacksering your saxer. I think so. <laughs> I think so at this point in time. But that's a that's an entirely different story. In tonight's episode, we're going to have a roundtable episode. We're knights to the round table. Our once monthly new tradition post episode 100. Yes. But that doesn't mean we're not going to be telling you all of the stuff we've been playing. We're going to tell you about our game day that we had this last weekend. Our our gaming orgy. Yes, courtesy of Jason. And then we're going to get you guys really Actually, it's more courtesy of you. You're the one who brought all the games. The majority of them, at least. Well, yeah. But I I was just supplying the house. And you made really good vegan chili. I did. That was good. You made it? I made it. Oh, I might have eaten that. I was going to bring over (laughs) something kind of like meaty. Uh-huh. And then once Jason decided to indulge Jim's veganness, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to bring anything over that's not vegan. So I bought a, sl- I bought a Slim Jim with Jim Seven <laughs> Eleven, so you could satisfy like, your your carnal cravings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I got a what call it and a Slim Jim. He's like, that's a lot of candy. I'm like, it's just a Slim Jim in a candy bar. And he's like, well, it's a lot of candy. I'm like, whatever. He gets so judgmental, doesn't he? About those Healthier things. than now, I says. We're, and you guys delivered in a big way that listeners, in terms of email, we've been ragging on you guys to write us, and you wrote us lots. We have a plethora. We were hypothesizing it was because you believed that Mark was gone, and you could finally, finally safe to talk, <laughs> run through the fields, no chance of being shouting We're all free your to say whatever we want. The beast is gone. He won't be. He won't be casting judgment on us Such and leaving snarky us. comments. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we do have a lot of email world. to get to. <laughs> but you were wrong, fuckers! <laughs> Guess who's back? I'm back. <laughs> Lots of email to get to, and then we're going to go into our roundtable discussion covering various topics. Who knows where we'll take it. We'll probably go off on a few tangents as well, because that's what we tend to it's do. It's our specialty. Barbie, well, yeah, unicorn, it wouldn't apocalypse, be a massive episode without us going off on that's multiple right. tangents. That's right. I'm here to be tangential. Yes. Not gentle, but tangential. 
All this and more in this episode of Channel Massive. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, it's not tell what me, I've been me. playing, it's what we've been playing as a oh. collective. Because <laughs> we will talk about what we went through. The Virgin Worlds our... Collective? No. Oh. <laughs> no, there are no virgins here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only hoes. Last time I, I'm still striving desperately for secondary virginity. Some but... young whores that we <laughs> take advantage of in the uh, alehouse. So tell us... Tell us, Jason. Well, what what did we do, Noah? We played through a ton of... of Well, you did miss, like, the first half of it. Um, You were late to the party. Uh, So we played uh, the new Boom Blocks, which Mm -hmm. I really love. I love playing that game, even though I still suck at it royally. Um, I always have a good time doing it. Yeah. There I have a, a good time sucking at this game, but I love <laughs> You should have seen, though, because Jim thinks he has this natural ability to play that game really well, and he sucked hardcore. He <laughs> like, the first 20 Suck minutes, it. he was getting really pouty about it, too. And he was. Turned around. And, and, and it didn't help that I was kind of rubbing it in his face, <laughs> either, because I'd always, like, turn to him and go, in your face, bitch! I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Probably do you a think little. that you think that taunting <laughs> may have kind of pissed him off a bit? It was I don't know. Start the day after our vegan chili. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we played Wii Sports Resort, which is pretty cool. And I sucked at that royally, <laughs> royally sucked. You know, now you know I feel in the every first day with my damn parents. every damn event that we tried. I was like horrible at it. You were good at the ping pong. But that was it, though. I mean, every other event, I was like, oh my god, I sucked. Like the archery one. I was like so off. I'm like shooting arrows all into over the, the place ocean. into the ocean. I'm like, fuck, man, this sucks. And then we played Dead Space Extraction. You know what? And I, you know, and I hate saying this. I I like Dead Space on the 360. Um, you know, with the exception of a couple issues that I, you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I've I've noted. But uh, it was too on the rails for me. And I know that's kind of weird saying that because I really like. Uh, House of the Dead Overkill. House of the Dead Overkill and this one I just didn't feel that it lent itself well at all I mean I, I kind of appreciated how it went into the the story about how they, they got the um, what the fuck is it called the marker the marker yes and, and all that you know I appreciated how they went back and did all that but the gameplay itself I didn't I don't know, I just didn't feel that it lent itself very well in a on-the-rails shooter type thing. That's just me, though. Then we looked up at the 360 and started Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. We did that. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Uh, we played that for a while. Uh, it was really great when you and Jim left. <laughs> Wasn't it, Mark? I mean, we, we got so much done. Did you guys done. switch it back to easy? No, we no. we played in the just normal mode. We just continued and let the computer play your guys. And Mark and I figured out all sorts of cool little tricks to do. We were doing all those fusion moves like to perfection, and oh yeah, we had this cool thing going on because you were playing Storm. Yeah, I found out Storm is awesome. She, that's why I picked her. She's really awesome. And yeah. I was playing Thing, and we ended up doing this tornado move together. So I would like pound my fists into the ground, and it would cause like this dust and rock storm. 
and then Storm would engage her tornado, and so it would just create this huge dust and rock tornado thing that would clear yeah, the entire we, room of whatever was in it. You got like some bonus if you got. I think you did it too with the ice guy. You, you get like fifteen enemies in there, and you could expand the the diameter, and we get fifteen enemies and get the bonus. And yeah, that's just, like or more. There's like there's like was, four different kinds of those fusion powers, and it just depends on which combination of yeah. heroes you use is what that's what you have to work with. So it's. It was going. It was going really well, and then they took they took thing away from Jason, which caused him to go berserk. Well, I didn't really want to play the thing to begin with. I wanted to play the Hulk, yeah. but I guess you you unlock the Hulk later in the game, just depending on which way you go. We got to the point where you can choose sides between the um, pro registration and the anti registration. Uh, forces, so we ended up with the group who sided. I think we chose anti-registration. Yeah, with Captain America as our leader. Yeah, so like but then we based on the Civil right War comics or some crap. It was pretty cool. Yeah, but the the game's it's it's pretty much the same game as Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the first one. It's just a little better bit graphics. different. Graphics are better. Um, you know, it's the same thing. Like everything in there is destructible. There's secret little areas that you can find. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you know Mark and I skipped over that I went through when I I just played by myself for a little bit. You played with yourself. <laughs> with myself. I never gets old. That joke. Myself. <laughs> and I found I found all these extra power ups and and different rooms that had different power ups in them. So oh, there's, cool. There's a lot that we missed just in even in those first couple areas that we went through. So yeah, it's it was it was really fun. I I highly recommend it if you're a fan of the first game or if you're a fan of uh, superhero games, no doubt. What else did we do? We played a lot of arcade mm-hmm. games as well. We played Uno Rush, which I kind of wish we would have stuck with because it got really fun when we all started to gang up on Noah. <laughs> the 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 rules of the game changed once we realized Noah basically knows what he's doing and the rest of us don't, so let's all just try to gang up on Noah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it doesn't if matter if we win or lose. We win or lose. It's just so he doesn't. Win. Yeah, it's deni- <laughs> denial of denial of service for Noah. Yes. attack distributed denial of service attack. But yeah, I lo- I love I really like that game. I I understand why it's it's really popular. I I really. I, I want to download it. And I liked the Space Invaders one a lot. You know what? I'm That's really cool for that. Play by just, yourself. Oh, it's best that way. Yeah, me. It was kind of too chaotic. Kind of, I guess. It's really um, cool. We also played Bomberman. Bomberman, I love Bomberman. That was really fun. Like you guys were like kicking, I you were kicking my ass all over the place, and I just couldn't figure it out. I went through the. Tr- Cruel tutelage of Pi May a long time ago under Noah's careful yeah. direction. I went through a, it, was, it involved some soul searching, some a like quest. A, a physical fitness montage that went on. I got into shape and did all my sit ups and you that know, was, became, that was like I reforged before, myself as a like as during a, the fall where you ended up in the corner in a fetal position, naked, yeah. crying, right. sucking your thumb. Exactly. <laughs> Why a, did he kill me over yeah. and over again? Yeah. We also tried Zombie Apocalypse, which I think was kind of lame. Yeah, you know, if... Yeah, it didn't work for that's me. That's like 10 bucks on Xbox Live, and, and we only played the demo, thank God. No, none of us got suckered into actually buying the thing. The, the, I guess the thing of it is, if you want to play a zombie shoot 'em up game, go get Left 4 Dead. Yeah, that's the what's one of the things or that we something didn't else try? like that, like Dead Rising, you know, mm-hmm. some other game that does it 10 times better. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, at the very last minute, I remember that you guys hadn't seen DJ Hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was cool. Mark got to try it for a little bit, and then we had to go. Yeah, I liked it. And we have a question about that in the email. I think we'll probably talk about DJ Hero a little bit more during our email segment. <clears throat> um, I also played Champions Online for quite a bit. Um, got to level 29. Jeez, dude. Fairly close to 30 already, so... You're flying. Things are going that. well. Just hope to have a hope to get it to level forty you're, by. You're supposed to hit the gap in content in two levels, or a level and a half. That's what I understand. But the thing is, I still have quests. Well, they've been patching it. I mean, they've been adding a lot. Yeah, I have quests that are still two levels below me. So that you're I set. Finished, so you're I think fine. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. And I'm not seeing any drop off as far as the performance of my character goes. I could still roll through most of the content. Oh, Although cool. I went through that whole the um, rise of the destructoids or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, open mission. The end boss in that one is so tough. It's the mega destructoid. If you ever get a chance to do this one, do it because it's like this huge robot. And like a sentinel from the X. Men Yeah, it looks like a sentinel from the X Men, and it's just it's so tough. I got killed like one shotted. <laughs> like six or seven times it's during nice the whole encounter. It's nice to be one shot. Just to well, remind I mean, you, I have a pretty, you know, my car- my whole character is based on strength and constitution, so I have a ton of hit points. And so to see see my character get one shotted with like four thousand something damage, yeah, you know, a clip. It's like wow, that's uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> so yeah, if you get a chance. I highly recommend doing that one just to see the final boss. That whole that whole open mission, that's actually probably the toughest open mission I've been through out of them all so far. Pretty cool. All right, we've got a ton of email to get through, so I, I say we get on it. Get down with all it. All right, let's do it. Get down on it. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you're, or you're on board, Noah. Yeah, let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. And now it's time for... You've got mail. Let's get into the email. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. The first one's from James. Thank you guys, first of all, before we start, thank you so much for sending all these emails. You guys were us. insane this week. We could have made the whole episode just about your emails. We if probably could have. But we didn't. Anyways. But... <laughs> We're going to give everything to you. We're not going to be selective. You're getting the whole buffet. <laughs> Three or four trips at least. James says, I thought I'd just send an email with a few upcoming games that I cannot believe have had more coverage on the MMO podcasts. And yeah, they're Korean and free to play. But just watch these goddamn videos. <laughs> Continent of the Ninth, Blade and Soul, and Dragon Nest. And, and fortunately for you, the listeners... The original plan was to listen to my squeals of joy as I watched Continent of the Ninth, but <laughs> we've decided to let you not have to be subjected to that. Or we we won't we won't force that. Well, Mark, what what did you say while you were watching that? You asked you asked me for bring forth the cum rag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At which point I was like, no, you can't watch these anymore. Yeah, it's getting bad. <laughs> James continued, turns out the Koreans have finally produced what appears to be a console-esque hack-and-slash MMO. Several, in fact. It really, really looks promising. The skills and abilities you see being used aren't simply mapped to the 1 through 9 keys on a keyboard. 
but are activated using button combos and mouse clicks, the same way they would be on a console. I've read up on it, and apparently they may even branch out into the PS3. Boss battles actually require you to physically duck and dodge out of the way of huge, cumbersome attacks and attack the vulnerable parts of the enemy. PvP is insanely fluid, and the animations sync together as if it were a cinematic. I am in a constant state of orgasm! <laughs> right there with you, James. <laughs> well, not really. I would <laughs> not I with you, but usually pester people in about sync this <laughs> in sync. At the same time, that's not cool. <laughs> James continues, I wouldn't usually pester people about this, but it needs to be heard. Wouldn't you agree? It's the concept of an action MMORPG that's just never come to fruition, and with at least three of these games, all with slightly different art direction and style, one of them has to be good, right? I'm not too sure, because I can't read Korean, but I think that they are all in the late stages of closed beta, and at least one of them is currently in open beta, although the registration is in Korean. Maybe you could do some further research on this and talk about it on your show. And correct me if I'm wrong, but these games haven't been talked about at all among Western MMO journalists, have they? Anyway, if you're as excited as I am right now, having just stumbled across these gems, use your podcast to spread the word. There may be hope in the near future. Even if these games just ramp up the combat system to something more fun, I can see myself playing endlessly, even if it's an utter grind fest. Sign, James. Wow, James. That's it. Sounds like uh, I, I don't know. Call call me crazy, but it sounds like you're a little little bit excited about these Korean MMOs. They're pretty cool looking. I watched Continent of the Ninth, and I also watched Blade and Soul. Blade and Soul, I didn't like quite as much. Both of them have terrific graphics, but Continent of the Ninth really does capture a console hack and slash feel, like James said. And yeah, you guys should definitely, if you're interested. Or if you're, even if you're skeptical, go ahead and check it out. These graphics are straight out of. I'll make a blog DirectX. post that has all three of these uh, videos yeah, that'd be on great. it, just just to show people. See if we can get some comments. Um, personally, you know, it has a hurdle. All these games have a hurdle for me that it's going to be hard to get over because, as you all know, I'm not a big fan of the whole anime style. So uh, there's the whole kind of being turned off by the art. Yeah, he's more into hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's that whole Korean angle. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's nothing against The fact Koreans. that he was beaten by a Chinese woman when he was young um, <laughs> repeatedly. You know, and yeah, the combat the combat does look very fluid. Um, it looks, you know, ca- you know, pretty exciting well, at times. It's got a, f- a fluid... There's, a, there's something about it that's just yeah, like kind of like God of War type. It doesn't like it's being type. with the keyboard, frankly. Yeah. That's how I would say it. It's real smooth and some of those... I don't, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'd almost rather play some of these games on a console or at least try them out because yeah. um, on a keyboard I'm just... Eh, I'm thinking, eh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem seem right to me. So, um, anyway, and I, you know, and it's kind of funny. There isn't a whole lot of Western coverage. I think mainly because they're not confirmed yet. They're not confirmed to come to the, you know, the states. But with Ion success, soon. Um, and I believe awesome. Blade and Soul is from NCSoft. NCSoft. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> um, you know, probably based on Ion success, that might encourage them to. That might encourage ship them to, yeah, least. ship Blade and Soul out, to, you know, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Tarek <laughs> wrote in, and it, this is just like some random rant from hell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Uh, 
says, hello again, been a while since I've written in, and he totally misspells that whole Every first sentence. Every words. <laughs> he spelled um, sense right, but, but used it in the wrong, used the wrong sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, been super busy with work and school and babies, so haven't had much time for gaming lately. What little time I do have, I find myself playing Battlefield 2, since it isn't a huge time sink like an MMO. Currently, I'm taking a break from MMOs, sort of burned out myself. Uh... Curious to see what you guys think about DJ Hero. I had Guitar Hero 2, and that killed me from ever wanting to play a rhythm game again. I bought it and played like five times, but then realized I could play all that shit on a real guitar, and that the plastic shit was fucking lame. Are you sure this isn't Jim writing in? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Sony, 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 how fucking retarded does one company have to be? I was going to rant about how retarded the PSP Go is, but I lost my steam. Ha ha. Interested in hearing how bad they fuck up Planet Side 2, which I heard you guys mention, since they like to screw over their users. Dissida licks my balls. I played it for about a week, and lame as shit. I was waiting for a new PSP game, and obviously was not it. I think they may have. That, I think that may have been the nail in the coffin. I don't think I'll be buying any more games, since I don't want to give Sony any more of my money. I like the original Final Fantasy games. I remember one and two on the NES. I remember playing hours and hours of that shit. I was hoping they were going to go back to the turn-based fighting. If I wanted a fighting game, I would have played Tekken. Lame. And lastly, I never heard anything further about Jason attending the David Carradine School of Wank and Hang. (laughs) Did he graduate, or is he still attending? Hmm. Or are you all attending it, and is that why there's only been one one missing host each week? (laughs) My turn. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, thank you, Tarek. Uh, we appreciate the email. I, I, first off, I want to say that, no, I haven't been attending the David Carradine School of Wank and Hang. Um, if I had been, I'd be dead. And, uh, well, maybe probably with a smile on my face, but I'd be dead. <laughs> anyway, that's all i got to say about that. Um, about DJ Hero, Mark? You were, you were the one, actually, who... I, I just kind of watched you play it. I wanted to kind of look at it from the sidelines and see, you know, what what you thought. And I kind of just watched you play, and I, I kind of gained a little amusement from, from watching <laughs> you try it out. But, Struggling through it. You know, let, let us know. What, what, are your, what, are your, what were your thoughts initially about... Uh, I DJ thought it was Hero? pretty challenging as far as the rhythm game goes, and, and it was fun. And it was an interesting kind of... You know, it's the it's all the... You know, this versus that. So, like, a Gwen Stefani song versus, like, you know, a, yeah, I can't remember a rap all song or something. There's, like, quite a few crazy combinations. So, they just released the whole set list, I think. So it's all these, you know, mashups ago. of music that's different. And it was, you know, I, I previously, the, the harder one that I, the thing that was harder previously previous to this was the Beatles one where you would play your instrument and sing harmonies at the same time so I thought that was kind of hard it's like you gotta walk and chew bubblegum at the same time (laughs) so I thought that was difficult but I thought the DJ Hero was a little more difficult for me personally I mean it just took a lot of concentration to because the the thing that switches back the little toggle switch thing the crossfader Mm -hmm. I mean you have to kind of you know it's like a five position thing and you have to be careful not to or Oh, is it three or five? Yeah, it's left, middle, and right. Oh, I thought it was two. Anyway, I'm remembering it incorrectly. I thought it was two degrees of left and two degrees of right and then a middle. But in any case, that that seemed kind of difficult for me. Um, 
you know, and you have to concentrate on like two different things or three different things at the same time. It's not just like, oh, you know, I have to play a chord or whatever, or a pseudo chord, you know, like you do with Guitar Hero or Rock Band or whatever. Um, so I, all in all, I felt it kind of took the it took the difficulty up a notch for me personally. And you were just playing, and some you were people, playing on medium, and you were having a pretty hard time with it. Yeah, I think some people might find it easier, some more difficult. You know, I, I've never scratched a record in my life except for trying <laughs> to play a Stairway to Heaven backwards when I was a kid. <laughs> so riff you are the devil. So. Yeah, I don't know what Noah thinks since he went and saw it. I mean, you know, he right. really would know. I took it down to the Springs to show my parents, I think the day after the gaming thing that we did. And it was so surreal to see to sit, watch my mom scratch a record. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just in her house clothes and stuff. And it's just like my mom. And she's like... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Awesome. It was really cool. And she really liked it. My dad wasn't into the concept quite as much, but she was pretty sold just from the demo and wants to buy a copy herself. Is she going to drink some old English 800 when she <laughs> plays that next time? I don't know. It'd be really cool if she picked up the whole DJ style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a kind of an interesting take on this whole thing. It's It has to do with... It's, it's cultural, and it's also, I guess, iconic in a way... When 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 they first came out with the idea for rhythm games with the guitar and all that, the guitar is kind of like an iconic instrument. Everybody knows it. Everybody's sat in their car from time to time and just you know air guitared and tried to jam out to air guitar. Same thing with the drums. You know you you sit there with the you know with your hands beating on the steering wheel or or just whatever 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 you're doing. You know the concepts are there and they're easy to pick up. You know if you see somebody play guitar, you know you may not have any skill at playing guitar, but you kind of know that yeah okay I hit the I hit the strings, it produces a sound. You know I beat a drum with a pair of drumsticks, it produces a sound. You know and you could see that and there it's. Those instruments in rock and roll are fairly iconic. I'm not sure the same holds true for a turntable. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You it's, know, I you know because I you know I've seen people use a turntable before. I love rap music. I have quite a bit of it yeah, know, in my I, music collection, but just, yet I don't relate to a turntable or a crossfader. I don't. I don't relate to those terms at all it's they're they're totally foreign concepts to me and i'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of cultural um hurdle that this game is going to have to get over in order for it to become more mainstream and and just as popular as a game like guitar hero or rock band you know what i mean so far it seems to be doing well the Pre-sales have exceeded expectations for Activision, and they. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just. What I'm saying is, is that and, you know, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, that that's that's marketing, at its finest. What I'm saying is, is that you know, people are going to pick up the turntable, the plastic turntable, and and still be able to associate that with what they've seen. You know what I mean? Well, if you're looking at it purely as performance art, in the terms of creating music it's not the same concept no i, I mean it's just I know a that. less a less pop 
It'd be like... I mean, and, I, and I've accepted it as Oboe that. hero and theremin hero, <laughs> right? No, like, exactly, yeah. Like, I mean, nobody's going to know how to really work a theremin or like, understand. Just what I've always dreamed of being. The music genres oboe, have a lot more to do with its appeal. Right. Versus... I'm just wondering if it's going to have that hurdle to get over with the, you know, average Joe person, you know, like, you know, like you said, your mom, your mom seemed to enjoy it, but then, you know, your dad didn't seem to relate to it hardly at all, and maybe it's one of those cultural things where, you know, yeah, you know, and and that's kind of how I felt about it. I was, like, looking at this turntable with the crossfader on it, and I'm like... Well, what's that all about? And plus, there's no buttons on a record like that. You know, I get you know, and and it's just it it was just it seemed really too foreign to me. Yeah, I I I really wish we had more time to have played it because I I don't I don't think it's that's what's frustrating me most about what people are bitching about DJ Hero. It's it's all people who haven't played it and haven't tried it. Right. And I'd be really interested to hear what your opinion was after you actually gave it a try and went through the tutorial and learned how to play it and. Because I look of it, look at it less as like, oh, I'm I'm a performer. I look at it as like this is a toy. It's a game. Right. Whereas I think people get off on their rock performer fantasies with DJ with a guitar hero. But I think fans. that's seen that that's another point though. That's I think that's an important part of the whole feel about games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band is that you want to become, you know, the guitar god. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's. The guitarista. Yeah, you know. I don't know. That's just something that I've been thinking about. Well, it was, I thought it was fun, definitely. I, I can't... I can't imagine, you know, four of them together at a... You know, four people playing playing it together <laughs> at, like, a, a, a party, like, rock band party. Although it does have the guitar track, right? Guitar and turntable yep. cooperative mode for yeah. ten songs, yeah. But does it have two turntables and a microphone? It does have microphone support. It does. <laughs> but it doesn't. it's not integrated into the game. It's just like somebody can just yell crap over the microphone. <laughs> 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 <Bloody> <laughs> <people>! MC. <laughs> Let's get on with the emails. Our next email is from J.A., who is the winner. Winner! Of our Who Said That giveaway from last week. If you'll recall, I took... A particular blogger's. I took a paragraph from a blogger and read it in a kind of lewd <laughs> manner. It's a shame that we didn't record it the first time because it was much more creepy, molester sounding the first few times that Jason did it. Yeah, like, somebody oh, did yeah. on the show. It didn't sound like he's trying to be genuinely seductive, and right. it's like this isn't working. It's just kind of creepy. <laughs> anyway, um, but Jay, Jay figured it out. Pointed out as Keenan Grab. And he also went on with a full email beyond that. <laughs> Thank you, J.A., saying, Just wanted to talk about the whole, My MMO is different, yours is just a WoW clone argument. I recently took part in a discussion, quote-unquote, in the blog formerly known as Open Edge, Open Edge One site. Is that like the artist formerly known as Prince? Yeah, with as much as he changes his name. Open Edge One is the name we different know Different symbols. very schizophrenic that way. <laughs> he said, It began with a post entitled, Ion, Really? This was almost a mirror of a post within Casualty of Wars Guild forum, Why Ion? On Open Edge's site, the thing that killed me was how, hey, his site is an AOC love fest. Yeah, Age of Conan is a standard EQ-like MMO, in my opinion, with some cool combat mechanics that set it apart. Yet he got very defensive when I tried to point that out. The same argument happened to our guild forum. The why question has been answered in part by the following. 
You're a gamer. It's a game. You play in like MMOs. It's an MMO. It's been out for a long time, and it's mostly bug-free and balanced. It's new and pretty, and I hear mostly lag-free. If you're saying you don't play it because it's similar to other games that are good, I don't get that. I mean, yeah, it's not groundbreakingly new, but nothing really is after your first MMO. End quote. Of course, this was strongly disputed by our favorite Darkfall online apologist. Oh, I don't know who he's talking about there. Sinkane! <laughs> which is another game all about grinding skills and materials for crafting, with a cool combat mechanic that sets it apart. Even when you use the, quote, many FPS games, or, quote, many flavors of ice cream analogies, it blows me away that when someone sets their mind on the idea that their MMO is not a WoW or EverQuest clone because of such and such mechanic, they become blind to the obvious. They are all EverQuest-like, even WoW, just like all FPS games involve grabbing a gun and shooting someone in the face. You can add bullet time, night vision, whatever. It's an FPS. FPS. So what's your take on the subject? Boom, headshot! Oh, sorry. Also, I wanted to point out that the reason why Ion is totally not an EQ WoW clone is... Just kidding. <laughs> I am an ex-Dark Age of Camelot player and hope to find in its PvP what Warhammer just failed at. A tense experience with both risk and reward and something to promote faction-wide unity. Ion succeeds at that. You just have to level beyond 20. Wow, a lot to talk about there. Um... Where to start? Where to begin? <laughs> where to? Well, I always like you to start in the middle. Uh, no, which is actually I like to start my way from the back uh, and move my way forward. Oh, good to know. Um, <laughs> so, so, so the whole thing about you know when when somebody claims that that their MMO is different, that it breaks the it breaks the bonds of MMOhood. It's it shatters the perception of what an MMO is. Would you call I it go, a? <gasps> You know, would you call it a wow killer? Yeah, it's like there. There's no such thing as a non MMO MMO. They're just that they are that they even champions, which goes pretty far off to try to not be an MMO, is an MMO. I mean, it's it's the same old tired thing, and we eat it up like candy. It's the same we, old song and dance. It is the same old song and dance. Just a different tune. Yep. We want bigger and better loot so we can kill bigger and better monsters, so we can get bigger and better loot, so we can kill bigger and better monsters, and we want to look cool while we do it. Yeah, but the whole loot thing in Champions is kind of trivial, even at this point. Okay. But we want to we want to level up so we can fight tougher stuff yeah, so we can look cooler part. so we can level up so we can you know there's this endless cycle it's an endless cycle but <laughs> it's it's the it's it's the circle of life yes I knew you were going to say uh, that. <laughs> wait for it <laughs> but yeah I mean so many people have argued that their their game is is different truly different wow he's, he mentions you know in the same breath wow and EQ like everything's a clone of those two games well wow is in fact a clone of EQ I mean which, you know, EQ is a three-dimensional clone of UO. UO is a two-dimensional clone of a mud. It, and so on and so forth. The circle of it's life. It's the circle of life. What's a mud a clone of? Nothing. Zork? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Mud's a multi-user dungeon. It's a clone of... It's a, it's, a, it's a computerized interpretation of a pen and paper game, and a pen and paper game is, you could say, a rule system to allow you to, to control creativity, to kind of do a follow my... Yeah, follow, follow my adventure storytelling, which mm -hmm. storytelling we've been doing culturally for 10,000 years or more. Or Dude, whatever. it's like, as you're speaking, I'm like 
going back like uh, David Bowman in 2001? <laughs> no, actually, like the very no, beginning he's, of... he's actually doing the altered states thing. He's turning into that tiny like primate. Right. Yeah. yeah he's like yeah, bashing his arm into the wall. It's like crazy. I'm looking. William Hurt. Yeah, he's William Hurt, and he's become yeah. a small primate full of anger. That's good, man. And hungry That's for good. bananas. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you. You can, you know, we all have our games we love. I think, you know, like um, for me personally, it's right now, it's probably like um, Age of Conan and Champions Online. So mm-hmm. I'd be right there with Open Edge, you know, saying that, yeah, I really like my, my Age of Conan and I really... I really think it brings a few things that are unfortunately unique. Unfortunately, there are some people who have their game, they will defend it to the very end, and if you aren't playing that game and you're talking about any other game, then that game is to be shunned, pooed on, uh, thrown into the gutter, and that's pretty much that. And and it's it's unfortunate that some people tend to take that tone... Sure. Uh, it's the same we mentality. tend to do it every once in a while here. Uh, everybody can fall into that trap. Uh, everybody falls <laughs> into that trap. We're, we are not excluded from that uh, by any means. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that that definitely happens. Can't we all just get along? They are, you know, they. I do, I do really think they are all good. You know, none of these games has hundreds yeah, of thousands of users. Way. Because they, yeah, they all have their special moments. It's like when you when you have I'm one of those special. cups of coffee. The what was that? <laughs> what were those horrible commercials? The General Mills, the Folgers. No, the General Mills, where the mother and daughter always sit down and they have. Oh the, yeah. You know the one. I think what was it called? And then doesn't that turn into some kind of tampon commercial where they start asking whether they depends on feel not so fresh in the morning. Depends on how much time they have. But no, I'm uh, thinking of something else. I'm getting confused. <laughs> You know, they're... I don't know. I well, I think we're all a little confused now. Yeah, you brought up douching, and I don't even know what we're talking about. I didn't about. bring that up. That was, Jason did. Oh, I was talking about coffee. Uh, Solitary Thunder uh, wrote in, and wonders how developers handle the forum trolls. I said, just have to say I really enjoyed the podcast and wondered what your thoughts were on this little subject. When I, got, when I get into a new MMO, I tend to look at the forums every once in a while just to read what others are thinking. The question to you is, do you have any insight on how the developers must feel after reading these random posts where users or, forum, or forum, former users do nothing but complain? I know reading some of them drive me crazy. I have to say that I do enjoy the posts sticking up for the game, even more so when it is a game that I really enjoy playing. Most people say that those enjoying the game usually are playing the game, but there are a lot of users that are like myself that like to read the comments but are afraid to stick up for something that they're enjoying because of all the flaming. Uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Uh, P.S. It's been nice to chat with you on Champions. Noah, you really need to get past the tutorial area. Oh. I didn't like it at first, my first five minutes in. Had to go back and try it again, and now I can't seem to get away. Uh, yeah, so I guess, for me. <laughs> I, you know, I guess, you know, I, the simple answer is just do not read forums, period. End of story. I, I think people <laughs> go to the forums right. because they're looking for, you know, 
they're looking for supplementary material to the documentation, which in some and games they might is be sorely for lacking. Some advice, some, or, yeah, some advice. They're, they're, I mean, they're basically looking for something that they're not getting through dialogue within the game, or they're at work and they can't play the game, so they go to the forums. I think that's the other case, and and I've been guilty of that in the past, but not at my current job. No, <laughs> you're no, not done for it there. never. <sighs> no, um, but in any case, I think I think that some people are drawn to the forums with the best of intentions. And that's when you run into these bozos who are like constantly threatening to quit, or they have. There's they, someone they're just trying to get attention. Yeah, they like have to go out in like a blaze of glory, you know, cussing, cussing out everybody. Can and, I have your stuff? Well, that's the typical response you want to ask them. But it's like I I was listening to a and, and forums are one thing, podcasts are another. I was listening to a podcast today. I won't name any names. It was about Champions Online, and this guy is bitching about how there was like you know there have been some outages due to patch problems and stuff that has been this guy was like he gets into this like long tirade about how lifetime subscribers should get one kind of reward but people who are paying monthly should get another kind of reward all all the stuff that they should get but in the middle of it he like totally contradicted himself but this thing went on for like 20 minutes that I will never get back, right? <laughs> I went on that voyage with him for 20 minutes. Your lifeblood. And he, you know, he contradicted himself. He, he finally, at the end, it just kind of sputtered out into an angry kind of growl. And, <laughs> and you know, you, you know, the forums are like, you, you could take that. That's like a condensed version of what the forums typically are, where people just come up with this crazy-ass shit, you know, and you're just like, God, do you have to... You have to share that with me. I'm I'm here looking to figure out how to optimize my build, or I'm here, you know, trying to figure out what what's a good way to macro something, or you know, whatever. And you instead you're subjected to instead it's trolls. I can't believe this fucking game is crashing every once a week. You know, it's like, dude, it's a new game. It's like any new game, right? It's you know, they they have that period where the developers could not foresee everything you know, that was going to happen with the load of an actual real user base. Well, I guess in defense of the original issue that this podcaster, quote-unquote, had with uh, the the uh, server disconnects and things like that, they did have a lot of bad problems last week. I, I was getting kind of cheesed off myself because I would get disconnected like every... Yeah, I remember you were, you know, hour you were talking about that. Or so. It was becoming quite frustrating just... Well, it's always frustrating when you're paying for something and it goes just away. Just messing with it. And then, you know, and then they take it down for emergency maintenance and you're like, fuck. It's like when my home internet connection goes down, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? I know the developers do read these forums. It's how they get feedback on how well they're doing and where are their main areas. That but they how they deal on. with it, I have no idea. That's a, why they hire a community I manager, I guess. I had an experience at the DG Hero event. That was really interesting because I was going back and forth between upstairs and downstairs to look at the Wii versions and then the 360 versions. And towards the end of the night, a lot of the development team was there so that they could do on-the-spot interviews and answer questions and walk you through the game and tell you about different features. And they were there was a group of them that were clumped together downstairs in this dark basement area where the Wii and PS3 were exiled to. <laughs> Into the pit. <laughs> yeah, it was really... It was, quite pronounced what they thought of those systems or at least whoever put the put the event together at any rate the developers were just like 
having this angry bitch fest power of things that have pissed them off that people would ask them about like why didn't you have this in the game why didn't you get this DJ and why didn't you do that and they're like why did they? they were all angry and defensive <laughs> and talking to each other about it and how frustrated they were and I wanted to go over and tell them like I really like it I've been having a great time I think you guys have made a kick ass game but then just felt like it would be too weird in regards to the champions online comment Ask solitary sir. thunder Mark has be Queefed me, I think that's the correct word, with one of his beta or one of his free passes. Yeah, it's like a 14 day free pass that they give the lifetime subscribers. Yeah. Because they figure you're like a evangelist in nature just because you signed up for something so stupid. Because you got suckered <laughs> into it. <laughs> so, you weren't calling This guy's a sucker. Before. Let's see how many I'm, people I'm, he could sucker in. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Spread the disease. And I'm currently in the tutorial area, but. It's been a much better experience this time around with my much more powerful computer and how my expectations are set to not expect something as polished or as put well put together as Champion or City of Heroes was when it first came out. And it's so far so good. Oh, that's cool. And I'm looking forward to playing during the next 14 days. My brief tourism stint away from Hyboria before <laughs> I go back to Torontia and keep spinning my wheels there. <laughs> no, Noah, there is no return. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd throw in that little evil. He looked so evil when he said it. <laughs> evil note in. Uh, I think it's time we get into some round table. We That's do have right. another email, but we're going to save it uh, for one of our round table topics. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let us begin this roundtable discussion. First, we'll discuss Noah's neckbeard. How it merges with his back hair to become mm. roughly an Elizabethan <laughs> collar of yes. hair. It's disturbing yet sexy like at the like same a, time. Some kind of weird saddle yoke or something weird. <laughs> harness. If you could just find, <laughs> harness. find some kind of midget to ride it. <laughs> no, we're not going to be s- discussing Noah's back or neck hair. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the FTC. The FTC in the hizzy! Boy. Boy. Are you down with As the Kurt FTC? Cobain would say in Guitar Hero 5. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a debate going on uh, uh, over traditional media versus blog reviews and it uh, looks like the Federal Trade Commission um is going to revise its guides concerning the use of endorsements and testimonials in advertising, uh, revealing that uh, bloggers and other word-of-mouth endorsers must now disclosed, uh, disclose any connections uh, that consumers would not expect, such as free products or cash in exchange for a review. Uh, so that would be like... I think it was back, way back when when we discussed when Tobald uh, had revealed that he was he, like he was basically like a life subscription to Warhammer Online. It's in he? fact a corporate chill. Uh, well, I you know I don't know about that because actually he doesn't even play it. He's uh, cheaply know, bought his, corporate chill. <laughs> according to his uh, blog posts of of late, he's you know he's always going to be a, a World of Warcraft. Yeah. Guy through and through, and then that's. But was he that's was he playing game. and blogging about it during right before the launch when it was a critical <laughs> issue? 
Yes. I don't, I don't know. So he was a Cripper Chill. I guess. <laughs> um, but the thing is that he did disclose it. After he was under duress. Um, Many no. people. Oprah was investigating him. No. <laughs> I like just, how you keep making it totally worse. I know. Mark. It's like Mark's like twisting it around completely. In Mark's you know, world, it's not things how are that very serious. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, this has kind of caused a little bit of a stir uh, you know, in the blogger community. Uh you know, I'll just take I'll take a comment from uh the Sipsters uh, blog post uh he runs Biobreak doc uh Biobreak which is I think you know, it's probably one of my favorite blogs to go to. Well lately. it's where you go to schedule your bio breaks during your raid. <laughs> no so you go there No, you, you I really I love this blog. You it's not you might have to he's always Lane. writing about really good yeah. stuff. There there's always really good information there. He's playing a lot of Fallen Earth right now and In his posts book. alone are like tempting me to go and buy this damn thing and try it. But I'm I'm holding myself back from giving it a try, but he's not making it very easy. I like the calendar where you schedule your poops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, he's not. He, he's pretty much not happy with this. He says, you know what? Forget you, FTC. If I was a paid blogger, that would be one thing. If I worked for a game company who hosted this blog, sure, you might have some leeway there, but I'm just a guy jotting down whatever I like, and and you don't get to come into my house and start shoving me around as if my opinion suddenly mattered. What? Because <laughs> it's a really weird ruling. It says that if I receive a free product or a free service and then review it, I have to explicitly state that I was given the product or service for free, upfront disclosure and all that, at a risk of $11,000 fine if I don't. Um, you know, and... You know, here's the thing. I mean, and, and and I guess we should just have some full disclosure right here now. Uh, right. I was recently took money. <laughs> no, oh. Mark. No, we're oh. not talking about that kind of disclosure, Mark. That's okay. You can <laughs> you can keep that kind of disclosure to yourself. <laughs> we don't really need to hear about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he has nothing else to disclose. <laughs> Good. <laughs> But, you know, Channel Massive, we've never had the uh, luck, privilege, or honor to uh, get a free subscription to a game or a free copy of a game. Nope. Um, you know, so we could, you know, there, there's like never been that option for us, so... All We've of gotten our, lots of press releases about League of Legends. Oh, sure, they send us a lot of bullcrap, but have, they, never, they never send us free gear, and they I've never tried, send us t-shirts, or... And I've tried to sell you flowers. all on League no. of Legends. League of Legends, that comes out at the end of the month, by the way. Yeah, for a very reasonable price. <laughs> In stores. <laughs> Such as Walmart, Best Buy, KB Toys. Channel Massive does not sponsor League of Legends. Target. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, here's a New Earth no release date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one of our tangents for tonight. Yep. Um, anyway, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Do you feel... I mean, because, you know, well, podcasters have to be affected as well. So he's this pissed off because magazines and newspapers are not subjected to that. Because consumers reasonably expect that... Well, they assume that It doesn't matter if, if a magazine or a well, newspaper... Well, the thing is, is that you assume that GameSpot is given free copies of the game to try out. 
Of course they are. I mean, that's just a given. What? Yeah. As if Davis was getting free copies of shit? Exactly. Back before the fall? You know, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, tech review places, they get free fo- cell phones, you know, to work with. Or, or they get... Uh, what are we doing wrong? Or even free... Uh, you know, when I was researching the computer, or, or free whatnot. computer chassis, free monitors, free video cards, like you're saying. All this stuff is being sent out to people because... Word of mouth marketing is really popular right now. It's do, very exciting to come do, things. Do you, so so here's Mark's kind of um, crazy. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering where, like, who are all these bloggers who are getting all this free shit? Well, <laughs> they're having we such a, a dramatic effect you know. upon. But well, well, here's the do you want do you want to hear Uncle Mark's crazy? I'm going to have to move to Montana and start a compound <laughs> theory. Yes, let, let's do that. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, okay, in the last. You know, two to three years, we've seen, we've seen like the whole blogger movement just mushroom cloud, right? So is this like right. a result of a delayed counter movement from like traditional media where they were like, we will get our guys to go out there and we'll lobby and we'll get the FTC to make some kind of some rules that are like harsh or unfair or, or strong arming bloggers, you know? To try to kind of make it competitive for newspapers and other traditional media, media like magazines. So, so you're but meaning see, to tell me? So no, the no, wars, okay. But but the thing is, they maybe they tried this back. You know, it, it, this stuff takes time to get momentum. So maybe this was something back when they still thought there was a glimmer of hope that they could save their their crappy ass traditional media. You know, before people realized print is dead and that you know. All the magazines failed, and newspapers started failing. Like, is this some leftover artifact from that, like, age? So let me get this straight, Mark. <laughs> Your theory is, is that this is a conspiracy of the mainstream media... Back before they knew the battle was lost. No, no, don't, don't give me that. You're, you're saying... Yeah, well, no, that's that's a caveat that comes with that's my That's fine, view. but that's what you're saying. You're yeah. saying that this is a conspiracy from the mainstream media to... Bring us down. Bring the bloggers and podcasts down. Yeah. To reclaim their throne. <laughs> one of their many. One of their many attempts at <laughs> oh, trying to, plans. to keep themselves <laughs> going. <laughs> so you right. When they were wallowing you. in their beds of money and having their their orgies of you know dollar bills and stuff. Interesting. That, Interesting theory. What do you guys think? Is that possible? I could see there, like some aspects of that being feasible. Yeah, like you know, just the the flailing monster of traditional media trying to do something in its death throes. Yeah, it's the double standard. It's it's just really sticks out because it's retarded. It's like and then the FTC spokesperson in the later interview said, "Well, if you're going to get a free copy, I wouldn't have a problem with it if you immediately returned it. But if you're working at a company or a magazine, you're not expected that you're actually going to keep it. It's a property of the company, so you're getting paid. You're getting paid to write these reviews, essentially. And he cited like if you write if you review books." You could receive so many books, you could open your own used bookstore and make money off of it. And wow. Just like, Wait, well, that's so reasonably... I mean, that's such a reasonable argument. It's retarded. It's like, it's like the whole argument, like, if you try drugs once, you'll be you'll be the, the kid on the commercial that's like, I, I, I'm a crackhead! Ah! <laughs> I've only tried meth all I do once. Is, all I, I'm only going to try once. meth once. Ah! It's like, well, uh, you know... Sure. Actually, with meth, maybe that would happen, but, you know, it's like, you know, it's just the, 
It's this like crazy scare tactic, you know? Like you're a you're an impartial blogger and you you accept. Yeah, here's another thing. How are they going to fucking enforce this? To begin with, you know, it's like we could bloggers angry with each other. I'm going to turn you into the FTC. <laughs> right? I maybe. know you've got yeah. that game well, free. Who knows? There might be some well, that going you, know, you never know. There's been cases of people being sued for like defamation for blog posts, right? That's going on. Uh, so, if you've been following the whole Ebony thing, then you know that that is true. Yeah, which is totally screwy. Ebony being, you know, they could be sued by by um, uh, Fire Axis easily for stealing content, and by Microsoft. I wouldn't want either of those. Co- I would really wouldn't want Microsoft after me because they're. It's pretty pretty much commonly held that they have literally ripped assets out of um, civilization. And what's right. the other? What's the one that Microsoft does? The, the Age of Empires. Age of Empires, right? Like just literally ripped it out, like taking a screenshot and cut it into little squares. Yeah, you may, and re- you may as well just yeah, you may as well be playing Age of Empires or Civilization. Yeah. Oh, some, well, there we go. Cases. Now we're gonna be sued. Yep. <laughs> Mark Miller can be reached at. <laughs> Mark Mark Miller is just a pin name. My actual last name is Banderas. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this whole thing. I don't have a problem, you know, with the request of the FTC to say yes. You know, please disclose if you're, you know, if you have oh, received have a, a free copy of game, you know. But, you know, the thing is, is that you could even say, well, we never even played it. We got this copy of this game, and we just never even bothered to try it out. But we have a copy, you know. What if we What if we get a copy of a game, and we decide to say, well, screw it. We don't really want to play it. Let's just give it away as a prize. Do we have to disclose that? I mean, I just don't understand, like, how far this thing goes. Next thing you know, you know. you're going to... You're gonna be giving them your social security number, and then they're gonna start. <laughs> and then they're gonna put a chip in your put, skull. They're gonna cap you like in the old uh, book series, right? What do you think, Noah? I mean, with your with your Nintendo Joe thing, you you had receive free countless shit all amounts the time. of free shit that you always mm-hmm. give good reviews to. TJ Hero is the best game ever. The case. (laughs) I know. I hate it when it's like because I have to do double duty with public relations, and I they're waiting to hear like, "Oh, did you post a review?" And I hate telling them like, "Hey, the review is live, and we gave your game a horrible review." (laughs) Thanks for sending this copy. That sucks. As you know, our scale is one to five stars. You ever have received a black gaping hole? (laughs) <laughs> or no, or you pull a Eurogamer on him and give him a 2.5 like they did for Darkfall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2.5, yeah. Later yeah, upgraded to sucks. a 4.5, I think, by the but way. But do you feel like that you should have to... Should there be some regulatory agency to which you report that you have accepted this this contribution from a publisher and so that your review may or may not be subjective or... Or or bought and sold. I don't, I don't think you'd. Be I too understand hip on the that, spirit right? of it, but um, the the thing that comes to my mind is when people when they legally crack down on people for stealing music and downloading off the internet, and then that became that's the closest thing I can think of when I think of this because it just kind of smacks of bureaucracy and micromanagement and stuff that I really don't like in our government. Um, no. 
And the music one, I can understand better than this one. I can understand the concept behind it, but that there's a double standard. Yeah. And that they're too lazy to want to apply it towards what they view as legitimate businesses is real bullshit. You know, I wish my government would spend more time cracking down on, like, fucking child porn and, you know, really nasty, bad stuff. Other, I, I really don't feel like we need the FTC jumping in and regulating um, biased or unbiased blog entries and Twitter based posts. on whether or not someone yeah, receives I know. a yeah, sample What about product. Twitter posts? That's a good point. Yeah. I, I what just, if I tweet that this game sucks ass? I, I still I stick by my my crazy theory that this was just something that was lobbied for back when there was a glimmer of hope that you know viral media and blogs and tw- and tweets wouldn't you know come to rule the world, which they do. And you can tell by watching your local news when they fucking read dumbass Facebook posts on the air for you by people who know nothing. Right. Well, you know, Bob just, yeah. says he doesn't believe in government health care, <laughs> but Jim says he does believe in government health care. <laughs> I'm like, who cares what Bob thinks about? You know, I don't care. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Side rant. Don't post that crap for me. Ugh. And it just seems that people are so ch- readers are such dumb sheep. I'm like, oh, oh, obviously they bought this game and they loved it, or. Yeah. Obviously, they weren't given this game for free because they gave it a bad review. It's just like, oh, give me a break. Well, listen up, and this is like, and I'll just say this once again, and I'll, and we'll just leave it at that. Channel Massive has never received free swag or free games from any of the any any of the companies that we talk about on this podcast, except for League of Legends, which we have only pimped moderately. <laughs> <laughs> but you just played in the beta. That's like. Different. No, what's funny is we made fun of when because we get like we get some kind of spam from Stephen Koo or whatever. Yeah, every public day relations agency who yeah. never has responded back to me for anything I've ever written him because I've always asked him for more for a uh, more trial accounts for our listeners. Yeah, and I've never get, gotten a response back now. ever. But yet I still get spammed daily with screenshots that I have to download from an FTP site because I haven't heard of HTTP protocol. <laughs> but uh, which I just said protocol twice. But anyway, right. it's like you know we always have made fun of it, and then when the damn game was actually good, it actually pained me. It pained me to say that I actually enjoyed it because I wanted so much for it to be a joke. Yeah, you know, and I was you like, were expecting oh. it to be. I did because of the marketing effort behind it. From our point of view, it was ridiculous. Anyway, you know. we've never received free swag. Except so for if any of you damn companies are listening, we will fully disclose the fact that you've you've given us a free copy or, or free swag or whatever. Just give us some free shit. SOE <laughs> Blizzard. We're talking to you. That's right. We want DC Universe now. Give us our copies we of StarCraft two and Diablo three. <laughs> and uh, of course, that little company called BioWare. We right. really need we need to get in there and check out. Star We'd like Wars. to see some Dragon Age Origins, some some uh, Mass Effect Two. Started our way. Well, that was a nice dream. It was. Shall we Shall we take a break? And Let's talk about how much these damn games cost, since we're not getting them for free. Yeah, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I'll buy that for sixty dollars. Yeah, or will you? <laughs> I don't know about that. Actually, you know, this kind of we're gonna we've tied in a lot of things with this particular topic. Yes, we have. Uh, 
first off, we had we had an email uh, from Chris. Uh, Chris wrote in on uh, this topic. He said, "I heard you guys were going to be talking about the whole sixty dollar price point thing, so I figured I would throw in <laughs> throw my two cents in." Well, you need to throw in $60. That's yeah. the thing, Chris. <laughs> See, you've already messed up. Um, <laughs> Fail. I'm currently 35 hours into Fallout 3. Good for you, Chris. <laughs> With no end in sight and loving every minute of it. I really have to give Bethesda props on this absolutely phenom- phenomenal single-player RPG. And as I progress through the game, it's getting me more and more aggravated at other game companies for what they view as a $60 game. And I'm not even talking about the complete garbage such as Bionic Commando or G.I. Joe the movie game. Or the movie. Which now, only two to three months after release, are now selling for $40. I recently bought Mirror's Edge and Star Wars Force, Force Unleashed, each used for $20. And with the amount of content in those games, I think that that's a reasonable price. I enjoyed them both very much, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the developing companies of these games had the audacity to release them for $60. I mean, come on, if that's the amount of content that we're supposed to get for $60 then we really ripped Bethesda off because Fallout 3 should have cost $250. I think that it comes down to this, is that game game developers are screwing themselves with these prices and forcing people to wait and buy used. It wouldn't hurt to experiment with lower price points. Look at how many copies Left 4 Dead Valve sold when it was half price on Steam. Um, I'll just say personally, yeah. I think that Fallout 3 is probably worth worth at least $100 at least in my mind. I mean for the and you know and I did probably pay that much with the uh, DLC all the DLC and and all that. I mean it really was the whole experience that game provides even just and and I didn't even see everything in that damn game my first time around. Um, I probably won't see it all my second time around either if I decide to pick it up and play like a goody two-shoes type character uh, the next time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could I see where he's, where he's going with that. I think we ripped Bethesda off. Honestly, if you, if you compare it to other games that are out there right now that, you know, are charging $60, yeah, the content isn't anywhere near what that game provides. Um... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a little extreme viewpoint, but I see where it comes from. No doubt about that. Well, Noah, you know, I, I hate to always pick on you, but you, you kind of probably know, <laughs> know better than... Noah, what is oh, this in life? What were you wearing on December 5th, 1923? <laughs> what, what, um, what, how much is of a game, like for these console games, is, is licensing fee... Percentage-wise, is it like is it such a? Is you mean it it's like if it's a uh, owned IP? You mean? Well, you mean if it's no, f- to, made for Sony machine versus made for a Nintendo machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, oh, the, okay. for the platform, like how much? How much expense is built into that? I think it's like ten bucks, five ten bucks. So we're so there's a there's there's that as a they have to overcome that, then they have to overcome the development costs, the publishing, the marketing. GameStop's shelf space, shipping it out to all these different stores, distribution. Mm-hmm. 
because I mean, I, I, I mean, like I, I totally agree with the the the, story, the writer of this article. I think that, for instance, the fact that console games cost ten dollars more than PC games is kind of silly. That's but really that's silly. not true anymore. No, because now it, PC games are now, coming up. Yeah, to, I but, mean, uh, yeah, because the, the whole Modern Warfare two thing, that's pretty much fucked. Moment. That's pretty much fucked PC users right it's off. It's a new the bat. paradigm. Yep. It, I, but you know, previous to that, it was like, why does it cost ten dollars more? It's not a cartridge anymore. It's a DVD, just like the same media that I install my PC game. Well, from. there's no reason why you can't download it either. Removing the need for physical media yeah, altogether. Whole. So, and yet still, when you go to direct to drive or whatever... It's still $60. Yep. And then you have, to pay, you have to pay an extra fee for subscription protection, which means that if you download it three times, if you want to download it four times, they're like, sorry, you've already downloaded it as much mm-hmm. as you can. You've worn out... You've worn out the, worn the out, analog-based... Disc that spins made out of wax that housed your <laughs> your your particular product or whatever the fuck their lame ass excuses. But if you pay that protection money, then you can have unlimited downloads. How much is that? It's like another five dollars usually, three wow. to five dollars for protection. I've never used D2D before, so I'm not familiar. I mean, I I like the way Steam does it, and I like the way that. Do they do it differently? Yeah, there's there's no such concept. You can download stuff whenever you want and it's forever as long as Steam's around. You can and as long it. as you have your account, it knows that you own those games. So. Yeah, but Direct to Drive and EA have both done that. You know, I remember you saying that your license for whatever it was that you purchased would expire. Yeah. In a few years. Yeah, <laughs> what game was that? Uh, Titan Quest. Titan Quest, yes. So and that was a, that was through them. Um, and recently, I downloaded. I did the digital download of Champions Online too, and I had to do that too. Really? To pay protection money, which is retarded because now your lifetime, lifetime subscription? subscription. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. insane. You know, and and obviously, once the game spun up, Cryptic will just have a way for you to download it if you ever need it again. So it was kind of stupid. So I don't think I paid it. You know, whatever it was, three dollars, like a three dollars surcharge to be able to download it more the next number of times. That's still bullshit. Because, again, you know, digital stuff wears out media somehow. I, I don't understand. <laughs> but You're but using their bandwidth. I've always thought that the... the, the yeah, in, that's like really a good good metaphor. Because there aren't a lot of $250 games, but Fallout 3 is definitely one of them. A game with like strong replayability, downloadable content, keeping it going. You know, an IP that's been around forever it's just like a really strong game and it would be if you did have if you did have to you know compare you know figure out a percentage then that being a 250 dollars game compared to everybody else's 50 or 60 it's like well hell you know i mean force unleashed was definitely really cool the first 10 minutes of the game are really cool but it doesn't have that replayability as far as I'm doesn't concerned. Doesn't have the staying power. Doesn't have the staying power. Right. It's not a it's not a one at once. It's not a, something that you're year. gonna go replay through again and again or, and again. Yeah. Or, you know like you it's know, not like a Call of Duty game where 
you know, you buy Call of Duty, you'll go through the single player campaign, and then you'll like log in, God knows how many hours doing. Oh, like Call of Duty Four, right? Or Call of Booty. <laughs> the Call of Booty. The porno. <laughs> like Halo Three, you know. Yeah. You, you go through the single player campaign, and then you, you know, spend countless hours doing multiplayer. Yeah, a lot of these games aren't, you know. Might and Magic Messiah had a huge uh, marketing effort behind it, and its multiplayer game never really materialized. And yet it was, you know, expensive. It's just, it is crap, you know. And I, and there's, there's just, that's just the like, that's just the way that the world works right now. And it's really sad because I, I like, you know, I like a lot of the games that come out of indie publishers that they're not afraid to come in at thirty dollars or twenty dollars. And some of them are really good, you know. Some of them are worth that twenty dollars. Most of these sixty-dollar games aren't even. Some worth of them, the $20. they probably underestimate themselves, and yeah. after a while, they should increase their Look prices. Look at Peggle. Look at the replayability of fucking Shit. Peggle. Peggle. You still haven't played Plants vs. Zombies. I downloaded it though. Oh, yeah, I'm one. You know, Peggle. You know what? Wow. If you would have gave me a free trial of Peggle to start, and then you would have said, "I'm going to charge you thirty dollars to play this," <laughs> with that questioning tone. I would have probably done it, man. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I wouldn't have paid 30 bucks for that. I would have. Because, man, that game is so damn addicting. I love it. I downloaded Drop 7 for two ninety nine on, you know, from my tunes for my phone. And I play that all the time. I know, you know, and of course I just fucked everybody because somebody at PopCap is listening to me and they're going, that <laughs> idiot would have paid $30 for Pagel. Channel Massive Suck always <laughs> the financial barometer for the company is spoken. <laughs> <laughs> we will begin Damn our new it. initiative. Yeah, I know, of course, Bethesda, Bethesda also listened to what I just said about Fallout 3 and they probably said, Damn, we could have charged $120 for this game? Shit. What <laughs> the hell were we thinking? Fallout 4 cost a thousand dollars. Yeah, we ran a poll, um, which I'm horribly disappointed we didn't get more responses, but I want, you know, and this kind of, well, Noah actually inspired me to, to do this, because Noah brought in all these new games, and I was like, we asked him, point blank, what's your, what's your gaming budget like? And he looked at us like we were, like, high or something, he was like, gaming budget? What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I just, there's a game I want, I buy it. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, man!" I but wish I, I don't have any lifetime subscriptions, just for the record. All right, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, small, you had so all the these new food, games, and the I was savings like, alone in dog food is realized. In it is. <laughs> so, you know, we we put a poll up and we said, "What's your monthly gaming budget?" And we had thirty thirty people who voted, and thirteen out of the thirty said that it was zero to sixty dollars. So game a month. So that's like a game, or or Nothing. that's or that might be their subscription fee oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to whatever MMO mm-hmm. they happen to be playing that month, or DLC, or or DLC, Xbox Live. Um, <laughs> I don't have cash for games. I got to eat. Uh, came in at twenty three percent or seven votes. <laughs> uh, so how you guys are gaming? I don't know how you're doing it, but. Um, At least they like keep us. on trucking. Uh, what's the budget? Also <laughs> had seven votes. Uh, the sixty-one to one hundred and twenty dollar uh, option had two votes, and then one hundred and twenty dollars plus uh, was that one vote. Um, yeah, I just I think you know. So you have like thirteen people 
you know, I almost, you know, I want to extrapolate. I'm not a statistician or anything like that, or a, or a uh, mathematician. But looking at that and saying, okay, well, let's just say that that zero to sixty dollar uh, <laughs> option was like, we'll put it at fifty percent of the vote. You know, over time, it would normalize itself to that. Okay, you know, if we had more voters voting in on that. So that's point five. That would suck. I mean, so you're talking about fifty percent of the people out there who like to play games, want to play games, but they're not able to afford, but maybe one title per month if they're lucky. And then you you have a game, you have a gaming month like this month where you got Borderlands coming out. You've got um, what's coming out this month? Wait, that's next month. I I think yeah, Dragon Uh, Age next month. Jack Black game. Yeah, Brutal Legend. I mean, there's like all these... Halo 3 ODST just came out. Yeah, yeah, the new Halo just came out. So you're talking all these new games coming out just this month alone. And, uh, you know, and and personally, yeah, I would love to go out and try Halo ODST. I'd love to get Brutal Legend right off the bat. I'd love to get Borderlands right off the bat. But I can't, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to because I can't afford it. And I, I... I'm kind of like doing it out of, out of, well, not science. principle, but, well, science, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just know that if I let two months go by, I can find like almost anything I want at the bargain bin. Exactly. Of you just my wait for it. GameStop. And that's, well, that's something what I that end up doing I, too. I do know? want to state is that I'm not buying games like left and right at retail price. I bought some extra games for this game day because I knew it was a game day. But yeah, it's like it's it's within reason. If you just wait, you can get it used if you really want it, or you oh, can just sure, wait six no months because there's always plenty of other things to play in the meantime. Oh, and plus you get stuff for free it's, too like because you kiss so much ass <laughs> because he gives the but, <laughs> the best like, hand jobs around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that those games I got the other. It was like you know a few months back, and I like went in and in the in the bargain bin it was like Bioshock. Um, Fallout Three, yeah, and what's the other? It was another epic game, Oblivion, and I got one for free, so I got three right. of them. And yeah, you always have three, to look for those deals. Three, so there are at ways around. A piece, and then I got one of them free, and these are all like AAA, dare I say, four A titles. I mean, you can't say Bioshock and Fallout Three are like. No, you know, they're not the. They're not. Well, shit I have them games. right here. Actually, they're actually probably the cream of the crop over the past yeah. few years of. Xbox 360 games. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you do Fusion Frenzy right? 2. Not an epic title, but one much beloved to me. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't bring that to the game day. I should have. I should have. I really should have. But I was just trying to just get there. Was my, my yeah, goal. <laughs> anyway, but it's even funny because I mean you have this whole digital download thing, and and we're kind of wondering whether or not you're getting ripped off. You know, we mentioned Valve as being well. You know, Valve is like they There's always a conflict o- of interest. They always offer really good deals, and and they have good deals on games. But yeah, they'll bundle. I like that. Yeah, and they they'll bundle games together. Uh, the but Randy Pitchford of uh, Gearbox, who is uh, publishing the Borderlands, uh, Borderlands game, uh, which is highly anticipated, which is one of those games that I want to buy, but I'm probably not going to be able to because I'll probably end up getting. Uh, 
probably Brutal Legend instead, and I'm not going to be able to afford it. You should to download the demo and decide first, because I'm hearing a lot of eh about Brutal Legend. Come on, dude. It's going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong, Plus, I, I love Double Jack Fine Black, and, and so. Tim Schafer and Jack Black, but... I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, I'll never play it. You know, the problem is, is that, you know, there's all these games coming out this month, and there's just no way I'm going to be able to afford to. Well, you don't have time to play them all if you want. But see, if you that's true too. But but if you stagger it all to where you're two months behind the curve, you can afford all of it easily. And that's what you did with Mass Effect and a lot of other. It's what I do. It's what I do now. I kind of just have this. Three, you played it. You know, I might buy one hot title that comes out the day of release, and then I'll wait for a while. And to our writer's point, dumb on my part. I should have waited on that one. This circles back to our writer's point. We all do this. We all, all three of us, even though you could say some of us, like, have a higher game budget than average, you know, we we all go and wait and buy this stuff after it's been out. Not so much because we have to. It's more of a principle thing, I believe. Yeah, it's like part I, of that, you know, it's like there has, it has to be a special game for too. me yeah. that I feel like, well, you know, I went on, I, I bought, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Right, we're having uh-huh. a game day. You know, we had right? a game day, but you know what? You don't regret it. I don't regret it, and I think I'll probably get my money's worth off of oh, that I've game got, eventually. I've gotten more know? than my money's worth out of Ultimate Alliance 1. Exactly, I and, I, and I did too. Played but it. of course, I bought that like long after, because I, I didn't get my Xbox 360 until late in the game, I guess. So yeah. by that time, it was already like $20. You know, I mean, there's, like, on one extreme, it's like, why do people pirate shit? Well, because your games cost $60, and uh, it's really easy to pirate now. And that's why I think a lot of people do Um, it. I I personally like, I I like having the stuff. I don't really want a hacked Xbox 360. Not that I don't mind my hacked (laughs) Xbox, Uh, (laughs) which I use for movies, watching movies, but, I mean, it's like, Randy Pitchford, going back to that whole thing, he, he had an interview on MaximumPC.com, and it gets to the point where they start talking about uh, downloading services like Direct to Drive and Steam, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so they asked him, they said, the download services like Steam are helping to make it easier to buy games, though, right? And he responds, he says, I tell you what, Steam helps. As a guy in the industry, though, I don't trust Valve. And they asked, well, because they're competitors? And he says, right. You guys have worked with them a lot. He says, I know, and personally, I trust Valve, which is kind of like a total contradiction right there, because in one sentence, he's like, I don't trust Valve. Well, I personally trust Valve. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I don't understand. Personal versus corporate-wide. I guess. What are you saying? I'm just saying, honestly, I think that a lot of the industry... um, doesn't and he says do you think Valve should spin off Steam and he says that they should he said it would be much better if Steam was its own business there's so much conflict of interest there that it's horrid it's really dangerous for the rest of the industry to allow Valve to win he says he loves the Valve games does business with the company but Steam isn't the answer Steam helps us as as customers but it's also a money grab, and Valve is exploiting a lot of people in a way that it's not totally fair. Valve is taking a larger share than it should for the service it's providing, and I'm not sure how much that share is. Um, 
but you know, and I don't even understand how how much you know how much they could possibly take because it's it's digital distribution. It's it's another one of those issues where we're we're saying, well, how you know, you're talking bandwidth here, like per user, how much bandwidth does it take to transfer a four or five gigabyte game, you know, to a customer? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with some of his points as far as like if I was if I ran a competitive gaming a competitor that was a gaming company. It would really suck to be like, yeah. Oh, fine. Well, we're somebody, then somebody our... else come out and do it. I mean, there are other options. There's Direct to Drive that's out there that does the same thing, and they offer pretty much the same games. They may not offer the same. They might. They may not offer as good of a service. Yeah, as that's, Steam does. That's their problem. Steam. Steam was kind of. You know, they weren't the first. I forget the first one. But they may be the last. But they, but they had. <laughs> They had it all combined, you know. They had their own portfolio of games, which were distributed through it, which were awesome. You know, the Half-Life series. and No, their games suck, man. And they also embraced some of the indie games, like PopCap, indie game companies like PopCap, and you have Peggle, you Darwinia. know. Darwinia. Yeah, I mean. I don't like Peggle either. Peggle right. sucks. Yes, you do not like Peggle. <laughs> that is a bit of a contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> but they did so much right. Microsoft had the chance. They had their own platform and it sucked. I know. See, why, why aren't you live know, and that, gaming? Like nobody exactly, can no, work with nobody them. uses game f- games for Windows Live. They try. Nobody. Everybody has tried. And I mean, failed. there are like or not failed, but uh, there are like maybe 10, 15 titles on game for Windows Live. There's, I actually I I have one of them. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. Well, if you'd have bought Fallout for the PC, that's another one, right? Uh, but seriously, name me off. You know, name me off 20 titles. You know, you probably can't, unless you go to their website, which I'm sure they have them all listed, so everybody knows, we have some titles on Game for Windows Live, please use our service, please. And it's like, no, it's not worth it. Because they make it so damn hard for you to, you know, the whole patching process, their whole certification. Steam, like, you know, it just runs in the background, it patches the games as soon as they come out in the background. You can run any always game ready. through Steam. You can, you decide you don't, yeah, they they do MMOs, they do, you know, Even shooters. games that aren't registered directly through Steam, you can run through Steam if right. you want to. If you so choose. You can just use it as, like, your game launching platform. Right, put your serial number in or whatever, and... And you can even do that. Like, if you have an off-the-shelf title, there's right. the, if it's one that they distribute, you can put your serial in and have it, you know, come down to you wherever yep. you are. I don't know. I, I just... I've, digital distribution is cool. It just depends on who's doing it. I would personally be really... Much like this guy, I'd be very conflicted, like, where he personally likes it, but professionally hates it. You would kind of have to. I mean, if you were EA, with their fledgling digital distribution network that charges you a fucking security fee for, you know, more than three downloads. You right. would hate it if you had to... If if your management said, you know, our system's just not working, we're going to have to use Steam. It would, like, just irk you to have to do that. Well, even just their whole uh, piracy protection, you know, that would become bundled with... Yeah. You know, whatever game you threw out there, that would irk you, too, you know, because that... You know, and, and but of course, uh, you know, DRM has failed so horribly. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the backlash against, you know, these these horrible horrible pr- protection slash encryption 
you know, like all these things that never worked right and would like gimp your game or actually cause harm to your computer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I know yeah, it's like the whole spore debacle is well documented. Oh yeah. What if Spore hadn't had that? You know, would have been a little different story, probably. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's sad. It's true. Anyway. Anyway, I don't know. I think we spent enough time on that. We still... I don't think we figured out why in the hell these games cost $60. I don't think we answered that greed. crucial question, except for probably greed. And the standard. Probably well, bullshit. Costs, probably... Marketing cost. We actually know that marketing costs more than the actual development. In we fact, know that I, from saw, previous- I saw an article this week stating that uh, Valve was spending $25 million That's right. I'm marketing I'm Left marketing 2. I'm marketing alone on Left 4 Dead 2. I'm like, dude, you guys do not have to spend that much money. Your movies made that win Oscars on Left 4 for Dead less 2. than that. For marketing. Your game marketed itself. All you have to say... Because, yeah, okay, Left 4 Dead, the original. Yeah, you probably had to market that one a little bit. You've already released a game. You've, just the announcement that there was a Left 4 Dead 2 alone is enough for people to go, oh shit, I gotta have that. Like that, yeah, that got enough. Except for those boycotters. Oh, but... They've been bought and yeah, sold. Yeah, they've been bought well, and sold Well, then Call of already. Duty Modern Warfare 2 is another example, even a much larger Exactly, outspend. it's like, why do they feel like they have to spend this much money? I mean, honestly, just the announcement that this game's coming out, you know, we're making a sequel to this game... You must have it, and people are like, fuck yeah. You know, make your appearance at E3, and everybody jizzes all over themselves. That is advertisement <laughs> alone. You know, you don't have to go... <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. It's an interesting well, you know what I mean, image. though. I mean, it's, you don't have to... You don't, a, you don't. you probably don't have to attend every small little two-bit fucking conference yeah. out there to pimp your game. You know, seriously, how many conferences are out there, like little... or expos... You know, it's like, do you have to go to every single fucking one of them and have some kind of representation? No, you don't. You know, most of the time, if you just tell people, yeah, we're coming out with a sequel... You know, Blizzard Blizzard could say, yeah, we're making World of Warcraft 2. That would be all that they would have to do. Right. They wouldn't have to fucking... They wouldn't have to develop a fucking screenshot for the game. All they'd have to say is they just mention that they were making the game. And that would be enough advertisement in itself. I and don't not know. have to spend a fucking dime. I don't know. I th- I don't think we understand it. I don't think we maybe understand. we don't because it's like the whole Coke and Pepsi thing. Like the one that's ahead, which I think is Coke. You know, they're always like, "No, you're wrong, we man. It's billions, Pepsi. It's Pepsi." We spend billions of dollars every year, you know, on marketing our product that everybody knows about already. But if we didn't, then Pepsi would get ahead. And Pepsi's like, "We spend billions of dollars just to stay in second place." It's like, wow. I don't understand. I don't either. Maybe we're not meant to understand. <laughs> that's why we're that's why we're not really qualified to do this podcast. <laughs> if you've been listening, it's all been a sham. We're sorry. Anyway, if you still feel like listening to our sham arguments <laughs> after this episode, please write in at mail M A I L at channelmassive.com or you can follow us on Twitter. At twitter.com slash channel massive. C H A N N We will always be here for you. Always. We don't, you know, our opinion, we know, is just way far out there. But uh, we do appreciate you downloading the podcast and we look forward to yes. hearing from you next week. Yes. 109, baby. Yes. Don't You're correct, sir. Lights, false teeth, <laughs> yes, doorbells, landlords, I make it clear. <laughs> the 
let no matter how they coax him I'll stay right here I look through a magazine the missionary's wife concealed. Magazine? What happens? I see how people who are civilized bung you with automobiles. You know you can get hurt that way, Daniel? At the movies they have got to pay many coconuts to see. What do they see, Donnie? Uncivilized pictures at the movies.